Hi, I'm Quentin D'Souza, and you're listening to Get Real Wealthy. Create wealth, freedom, and security through real estate investing. Make sure to check out GetRealWealthy.com. This episode is around negotiating your purchase and sale agreement. Now, depending on how you are doing things, if you're working with a realtor, they'll help you with the purchase and sale agreement. But if you're going to be working on a private sale, there are some typical clauses that you would want to include, particularly if you are going to be doing a private sale. So number one, financing. Usually you would have some sort of financing clause. If it's a single family home, you may have five or 10 days financing clause. In order to submit your property to your bank, they may order an appraisal. They may have the appraiser come out and then that appraisal will determine how much of a mortgage they're going to give you. If you are doing a private sale, you might also include inspection clause where you hire a third party inspector to come in, evaluate the property, tell you if there are any problems that you might have missed and then include that in a report which you could use to negotiate again with the seller. A third clause that you would want to include, particularly if you are working directly with a seller, is the ability for both of you to review the purchase and sale agreement with a lawyer. That will ensure that the purchase and sale agreement is agreeable both to the seller's lawyer and your lawyer to ensure that the agreement is correct. The other thing that you are going to want to negotiate in a purchase and sale agreement is the deposit structure. Sometimes you would start off with a, maybe a smaller deposit. Maybe you'll have a, uh, an additional deposit that comes after financing and inspection. It just depends on how you organize the structure, but it really is part of the negotiation. And, you know, depending on how you're doing it, you could have a smaller deposit or a larger deposit. The next thing that you would want to negotiate are fixtures and appliances. So fixtures are, for example, plumbing fixtures like a faucet, uh, taps, lighting fixtures would be lights, uh, chandeliers, those sort of things. You want to ensure that those are included in your purchase and sale agreement. So you might include something, some broad terms about fixtures. The other thing is uh, appliances. You want to ensure the, the appliances that are there are the ones that you're buying, that they're not switching them out with something else. So you want to include that in your purchase and sale agreement. Remember, you are the real estate expert in the transaction. If you're not the real estate ex expert, then you should be partnering some, with somebody that is. The idea here is that you are able to review the purchase and sale agreement and ensure that it's done properly. Uh, you'll use a lawyer to help you. If this is the first time you're doing it, I would encourage you to use a realtor. There are experts in that, especially a realtor that's done multiple purchases of investment properties in the past, and particularly those that own investment property are the realtors that I like to work with. Just remember, you are responsible for your results, okay? Make sure that you confirm the names, dates, addresses of everybody in that purchase and sale agreement. Make sure that it's correct. You're going to have your lawyer confirm that. Now, what happens in tight markets? Uh, in tight markets, you might have like a, a clean or a firm offer. Those are usually offers with the purchase price and no other terms 
which means that you're firm. And any funds that you've provided as a deposit are firm. So that means that it would be a lot more challenging for you to get your firm funds back in the event that you don't close on that property. There are lots of different ways that you can differentiate yourself in an environment where you have a, a tight market and you're, you're needing to give firm offers. One thing would be is to include like a, a personal letter to the seller explaining who you are and why you want the property and appealing to them emotionally and you would include that in a letter to the seller in an appendix. And the reason why you would do it in an appendix is because then the seller's realtor needs to include that in any offer that they present to the seller. That can be a little bit of challenging sometimes if you include a letter separately, they may not include it in your purchase and sale agreement that they present to the seller. So just remember to keep that in mind. You know, remember not to get emotional about the purchase. That is something that can set yourself apart. If you get emotional, that's how numbers get up there and can really, you know, go crazy when it comes to purchases. You want to be careful. I know you want to buy the property, but you also don't want to overpay. So you want to not get emotional about winning the deal but making sure that it makes sense to you, makes sense to you financially, and that the investment property still cash flows. There are uh, a lot of differences between commercial purchase and sale agreements and residential purchase and sale agreements, especially when you're buying larger multifamily properties. You end up with phase ones, sometimes phase twos. You'll have to do building condition reports. You'll have to do uh, appraisals. And th those all cost a lot more than residential financing. The timelines too for apartment buildings are usually longer and the amount of deposits are much more. So it's something that you need to keep in mind if you're looking at single family homes or one to four unit properties versus five plus apartment buildings. So that's something to keep in mind. So these are all negotiating components of your purchase and sale agreement. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Get Real Wealthy. Make sure that you subscribe. If you like this episode, make sure to tell two friends, share the goodness, and we'll see you on the next episode. Be sure to like, subscribe, and rate this episode on iTunes. Make sure to check out GetRealWealthy.com. Until next time, I'm Quentin D'Souza. Get out there and take action. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for information purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to GetRealWealthy.com.